So here's what tonight is going to look like. Um, tonight is a, a bit of an introduction. And it's not just an introduction into like a new teaching series that we're going to be getting into. But it's an introduction into who we are and what we do here um, as, as a college ministry. So here's what I want to do. I want to start big picture. I want to talk about the big things that we're doing, the events, and narrow it down as we go. And I want to talk about Thursday nights first. This night. Thursday night is your night, and prayerfully, um, it's going to be one of the best nights of your week, because it's a place specifically designed for people like you to come, be together, to worship together, to be in God's word together, and to be in community with one another. Like, this is the place that you have an opportunity to, to meet new people in a, in a church, to reconnect with old friends. I want this to be a place that you can ask questions. I want it to be a place that you can be challenged. I want it to be a place that you're convicted and you're encouraged by God's word and through God's spirit. Like, that's what I want for tonight. That's what Thursday night gatherings are going to be about. And Thursday night gatherings are the top of our funnel. So I want you to think about that for a minute. You're like, well, what do you mean? Well, I want you to imagine a funnel, right? Starts big at the top small at the bottom, sort of cylindrical in nature. You guys know, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. I want you to, to think about how it starts wide at the top. And I want you to think about Thursday nights like the top of that funnel. Like I want it to be a place um, where it is easy to access in terms of personal commitment, involvement, and even depth of discipleship. Like Thursday nights, like, come as you like. It's easy to get in. It's easy to invite others to come to this. Um, all around, it's a great place to start when you're considering your discipleship, when you're considering your walk with Christ. Like, this is the perfect place to just start getting connect connected to this group. But it's not the end goal. Right? Just like a funnel at the top, like the top of the funnel is not the end goal for whatever is going through it, Right? The goal is for it to get through to the bottom. And the end goal isn't just that the material would get into the funnel, right? So maybe if it's like you're baking, it's like flour, or maybe it's oil if you're working on a car or something like that. Like you didn't just do a good job if you got the oil into the funnel, right? You do a good job if you succeed at getting it through the funnel down to the end goal. And so I want to talk for a minute about what that end goal is for this ministry. That end goal is getting deeper. That's diving deeper to a more focused point of discipleship. And for us, that's going to be something that we call C-groups. Now, for all of you, that's a new term. Even if you started coming last year, that's a brand new term for you and, and how we're going to use it. We've never done it before, but I want to explain it to you, all right? A C-group is for those of you are, that are serious about your faith. Now, I, I know all of you want to be considered serious about your faith, right? No one wants to be told that they don't take their faith seriously. Most of us don't want to be told that we don't take anything that we might care about seriously. But I want you to, to just listen and think for a minute. C groups aren't for the people who just feel like they want to be serious. They aren't just for the people that... Um, feel like they could be serious. C-groups are for those that are serious and ready to make a commitment to their discipleship and to grow in their faith. 
It's, re- it's a commitment um, to show up. It's a commitment to do the work. It's a commitment to seek the Lord no matter the busyness of life, no matter the busyness of school, no matter the busyness of work. Like it's a commitment to show up no matter what appointment happens, no matter what holiday is going on, no matter what exams might be coming at you. Because all of those things, while they're good, whether you're in school or out of school, those are not the ultimate calling of any disciple. You, are, you might be going to school right now. You might be going to work. You might be entering the workplace. And those are all things that God is using to take you along his calling for your life. But at the end of the day, there is one ultimate goal for every disciple, and that is to be discipled and to disciple others for the glory of God. That is your ultimate calling, and that never changes no matter what season of life that you're going through. And if you're ready to make that commitment and talk about that, then C groups would be the place for you. C groups are where the mess happens, it's where the accountability happens, it's where the deepest discipleship that's going to happen in our ministry happens. They're not Bible studies, they're not hangouts, and they're not open doors in which anybody can be invited. They're essentially a a small group of people getting together to enter in relationship with one another and commit to help each other look more like Christ. Now, if that sounds like you, I want you to consider it, because over the next few weeks, we're going to start rolling out what these C groups are going to look like, how you can get involved in one, how you can begin that process of that step of of depth in your discipleship. So, we've got the top of the funnel, right? Thursday nights, easy to come to, uh, easy to get invited to, a place for large community, open invitation, and then we've got the end goal, the end goal of our deep discipleship groups where the, the personal discipleship happens. Invite only small groups of people committing themselves to disciple one another. But then we got that middle, right? And I want to fill in that middle as well. So throughout the year, we're going to have things that are a little more intimate than just our Thursday nights like this. They allow us to be in community even better. Um, but they are still open invite. They are still easily accessed by people. And those would be things like throughout the year we've done like hangouts at leaders' houses or we've done conferences or we've done specific get-togethers and, and like Christmas parties and things like that where it's about being in community and relationship with another, one another. Um, and they might happen on different nights of the week, but it's still an open invite. And that's that middle of the funnel, right? That's deepening in our relationship as we hope to deepen in our discipleship as well. Uh, I know through a lot of you guys, I just like gave you a whole like background of pastoral ministry and how the ministry runs. But I thought it was important that you start understanding some of our lingo and and how uh, we expect the ministry to run this year. So you've heard about how the ministry runs, but I want you to hear about the heartbeat of the ministry as well. I want you to hear about what we believe. So our entire aim as an extension of the church is what we call the three C's. You've heard us talk a little bit about it last year, but we are re-emphasizing it this year. And actually, they're going to come up on the screen. Centered, committed, and confident. You're going to hear it a lot. You're going to see it a lot. And prayerfully, you're going to live it a lot. So our church, like if you go to our website and you just like go to our church's website and click like mission statement or about us, the first thing you're going to see is that our church's entire mission is to glorify God 
by making disciples. Everything we do stems from that mission, to glorify God by making disciples. And our ministry specifically, we feel called to do it in a way that, that ministers to those of you that are your age, going through your stage of life, and that is to glorify God by making disciples, disciples who are centered on Christ, disciples who are committed to discipleship, and disciples that are confident in the word of God. Like we as leaders, we want your life to be changed. We want your life to be transformed. And overall, we just want your life to be radically different because you know Christ. We want to share with you the things that he's done in our lives and prayerfully see him do even more in your life. That's what we want for you. We want to help you center your life on Christ. We want to help you commit yourself not only to personal discipleship, but discipling other people. And we definitely want to help you become more confident in God's word. So that's what you're going to hear about like all the time on Thursday nights. That, that's actually why our C groups are called C groups, right? They, they don't stand for community group. They don't stand for search, uh, a church group. They stand for the C's, the three C's, because that is the end goal of those groups, is to help you live out those three things in your life at all times. We want this so much for you that uh, we've decided to take a few new directions this year. So... If you were with us over the summer, we had a Summer in the Psalms podcast where we were doing these Bible studies, we were in the Psalms, we were talking about them and learning about them. We're going to take that concept and we're going to move it into this year and start a brand new channel. So the, the Summer in the Psalms podcast, if you've been listening to that, that's going to go back to this uh, message channel, right? So every Thursday, I'm, like this is why I'm wearing the microphone is because we're recording these messages and they're going to be put up on podcast form and also video. So if you miss out, if you're home for a week, if you're visiting somewhere, if you're not able to make it, you can still catch up with what we're doing, what we're teaching, what we're talking about, so you don't have to feel like you missed out. So that's you. You keep on following that. You can just like type in Coromdale College on like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you'll find it there. Um, but we're starting a brand new channel next week, a podcast called Centered Committed Confidence. And that is just dedicated to giving you resources and having discussions on how better to do these things. Every week, we're going to be gathering some of the leaders together. We're going to be talking through one of these aspects or something that has helped us. We're going to give resources. We're going to have deep discussions. We're going to ask questions that we may not even have the answer to in order to help you live out these three C's. So I'm telling you, just like stick around for this year and you're going to see just how much we're focusing on these this time around. Like, you're going to hate them by the end of it. You're probably already like, man, he said 3C a ton. Like, you're going to get sick of it. But this leads me to our last point for the night, what I want to sort of wrap up with and, and talk about, and that is our new teaching series. So every fall, we go through some series in the New Testament, and every spring, we go through some series in the Old Testament, because we want you to value both parts of God's word, right? We don't want you to neglect one or the other. And so this fall, we're going to be going through the Gospel of Luke. Now, we're not going to do all 24 chapters, right? Like to do 24 chapters in like 10 to 12 weeks, that would be insane. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover the first 12 chapters of Luke. So if you're looking for something to read, you're looking to get in the word, 
Just start reading through Luke right there, those first 12 chapters. But here's how we're going to do it. Every week, I'm going to choose one section out of the chapter. So like next week, we'll be, we'll be starting a little bit different, starting in chapter 3. But I'm going to tell you, hey, we're focusing on this section, and we're going to use that section and expound upon it and see what we can learn about Christ in that passage. So we're going to have things like Christ as the Son of Mary, Christ as the Son of God, Christ as the prophet, Christ as part of the Trinity. And we're going to go through all of these things to have a better understanding of who Jesus is. So every week, a new chapter of Luke, a new section that we're focusing on, all to bring you to a point of being even more confident in God's work. So, tonight we're doing just an introduction to Luke. Just a few minutes. It's going to be unlike our normal messages. So normally, in a message like this, I'd ask you guys, you open up your Bibles, we go to that passage, we read it verse by verse, and we expound upon each and every single verse and how it relates to the rest of the Word of God and what it means for our lives. This week, we are going to be in some chapters. So if you do have your Bible or you want to open it up on your phone, you can go to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, we're starting in verse 1. And we're just going to hit up the introduction tonight. And as you turn there or get to it, get your eyes on the Word of God, I want to show you how the Gospel of Luke is actually shaped and created by this concept of the three C's. I want to show you how even at the beginning and the introduction and the purpose statement of Luke, these three C's are here. Now, I'm not saying that Luke had these three words in mind. Right? I'm, not, I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm not saying that his writing somehow hit this nice little trendy branding statement of centered, committed, and confident. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that Luke's reason for writing the gospel was propelled by these three ideas, these three concepts. So follow along with me, Luke chapter 1. We're just going to read the first four verses. I'll read out loud. You can just uh, follow. Luke says... Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things that you have been so what is Luke saying here? Like, let's word it in, in a modern way in which we might receive a letter. Because that's what Luke originally is. It's, it's a letter and narrative sent to a specific person or, or a group of people. So if we were to receive it today, it might say something like, Dear Most Excellent Theophilus. So just pretend with me your name is Theophilus, okay? Dear Most Excellent Theophilus. Many have taken to compiling a story of all that Jesus did among us. And I feel it's good for me to write an orderly account for you. Since I've studied these things closely for a long time and it's been heard from eyewitnesses. And I'm doing this so that you may have confidence in the things that you've been taught. Like that's what Luke is saying here. Now I told you I would show you how these three C's fit into this, right? How... They are located in the purpose of Luke writing this gospel. So let's just take them one at a time. First one, centered on Christ. When we say centered, we mean focused on, rotating around, emphasizing, keeping inside at all times, like making the most important thing the most important thing. All those definitions 
are wrapped up when we say centered on Christ, keeping him there as the most important thing. And Luke here is saying that this gospel is going to be centered on one thing. And what is that? Christ. That's what he's referring to. If you get your eyes back on it, that's what he's saying when he says the things that have been accomplished among us. Like when he calls someone an eyewitness, who is he saying they were an eyewitness of? Christ. He's defining them by what they saw of Jesus. And what Luke is saying here is that everything that's about to be written out is all about Christ. What he did, who he was, his deeds, his actions, his character. All of it is going to be Christ-centered. And that's what he wants them to know. That's what we need to know. Is that the gospel of Luke is Christ-centered. And we can certainly get around that as we're trying to center our own lives on Christ and read through it. Christ. That's who it's about. So, Luke is setting up the fact that all of this all of this gospel that we're going to be reading, we're reading the first 12 chapters over the next few weeks, shows us that first C, centered on Christ. But what about the second C, right? That's maybe not as evident C. The second C, committed to discipleship. Who is Luke writing to? Just someone throw the name out. Who is Luke writing to? No one wants to say it. I knew this. Who was it? Theophilus, right? Luke was writing to Theophilus, and he actually uses a, a term right before it. He says, most excellent Theophilus. Like that term in like Greek, that's a term of like belovedness and cherished one, right? To like, to call someone most excellent, like if you were greeting him that way, that's like saying like, my beloved and dear friend, the one that I cherish. So he's clearly writing in some kind of deep relationship with him, right? Now, the term Theophilus is actually, it's a little bit debated among scholars. It, it can be sort of either way. Maybe there was somebody named Theophilus that Luke was specifically writing to. Like, if you thought, like, if you've ever read the Gospel of Luke, have you ever thought about how long of a letter that would have been to receive, uh, just written to one person? But it is uh, completely possible and probable that it was written to someone specifically named Theophilus. But there's also a thought that this was written to a group of people because the term Theophilus means lover or friend of God. So Luke could have been writing to either a group of people that loved God or a person named Theophilus. And, and we take what's plain, it says Theophilus, so that's what we take it to mean. But either way, it's showing what? That he has relationship with them. That he had some form of relationship with them. And this relationship is a discipleship relationship. I mean, that, that's the whole purpose of, of why he's writing to them. He loved them. He cared for them. He respected them. And, and what we're about to see is that he wanted them to grow in their understanding of Christ. This gospel is being written as a means of discipleship. So because Luke is committed to discipleship and raising up the next generation and raising people that would know Christ more, he decided to write this gospel. A commitment to discipleship is the reason the gospel of Luke exists. So that's the second C. We can see it right there. 
And certainly we can learn from Luke that we too can be committed to discipleship. All right, and our third C, being confident in the word of God. This one's pretty obvious. If you look at verse 4 again, it says it right there. Luke says he's writing why? To Theophilus, he says that you may have certainty concerning the things that you have been taught. So that Theophilus would be certain so that he would be confident in the things that he has been taught, that he would be confident in the word of God revealed to mankind. Luke is very explicit in why he's writing that. He's writing these things that Theophilus, and by extension us, right, we receive this as Theophilus did, that we would be confident in the word of God. All right, the three C's, they're at the heart of this gospel, they're at the heart of the purpose for the, this gospel, and you're going to see them play out constantly as we go through each passage and talk about it. I pray that you've seen that and that you'll think about it over the next few weeks as we get started, um, but for those of you that, that know me, for those of you that have been here with me for a while, you know that I don't want to just leave you some head knowledge, right? You know I don't want to just leave you with what you can see there and what you can read. I want to leave you with a point of application. Something to walk away with tonight that you can do. Something in which the, the word of God can apply to your life. And so I want to leave you tonight with an exhortation, an encouragement, and a challenge. So we're going to be meeting as a college ministry over the next eight or nine months. That's like, the, that's pretty much the school year, right? We'll meet on every Thursday night, minus like holidays. And at the end of that time, about eight months from now, we're going to gather together, and it's going to be the last Thursday night of the ministry year. Those of you that were with us last year, you all remember that night. We're going to get together in this room. I'm going to stand before you, and we're going to celebrate all the things that the Lord did. We're going to celebrate all the relationships that were built, the people that were baptized, those that came to Christ. We're going to celebrate um, all that we saw him do. I mean, we saw people called to the nations last year. We saw people um, completely change their majors and their whole path based on what God was doing in their lives. We're going to stand up and we're going to celebrate that. But the truth is, there is a great possibility that many of you will not be here for that moment. That eight months from now, you will have not made it to the finish line of being committed to what the Lord might have for you here. I know, I'm ending on a, on a down note, but I want you to think about that because my, my exhortation for you tonight, my encouragement, is that you think about what the word commitment means to you. Think about that word. I mean, the discipleship part, we probably get a little bit more, right? Like, we sort of have a, an understanding of what discipleship is. But the funny thing is about commitment is that those that say they are committed, they're not actually how you can tell, right? You can tell commitment based on what someone does. Now, I'm not saying that coming to Thursday nights is your level of discipleship and that's going to determine your walk with God. But what I am saying is that there are many things God might have for you in this group. And when it comes time to be super busy with exams or sports or work, 
or let's be honest, winter hits, it gets cold, you don't want to leave when it's dark, you get tired, you'd rather take a nap, or maybe you do take a nap and you don't want to get back up at 6 p.m. to get your butt here, and all of a sudden you're not here, right? And you miss one week, and then you miss another week, and then you miss another week, and before you know it, you're not just missing an event, you're missing out on community and relationship and God's word and worship and all the things he might have in store for you among this group of people to allow you to look more like Christ. I say all that because I would love for you guys to be here eight, from, eight months from now when we're celebrating all that the Lord did. I pray I get to see you guys here. Like I said, this ministry is not the end all, but it certainly is a great place to, to know one another and to love God.